ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of Opera After Dark. No sound effects. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence is your sound effect. Oh, we should have found a sound effect from Criminal Minds. I've never seen that show. Me neither. Is it good? I feel like it's probably terrible, right? Uh, yeah. Kyle, I've have you seen never it? Never seen it. That's why when you guys first brought up the idea of Criminal Minds, and I was like, is this a fantasy opera casting? Because... <laughs> I've I've got nothing. I is Criminal Minds the one that has eighteen different iterations of it? I don't no, know. No, that's like, CSI. Yeah, CSI. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that definitely has. No, Although people that like Criminal Minds, I feel like really like Criminal Minds. Like that's I, their I, jam. I guess so. I can't. <laughs> is that a show on CBS? Uh, I don't know. Once again, don't know. <laughs> Who watches TV? On television these days. Right. But we're um, ripping off the name of the show. We are ripping off the name of the show. We're calling this episode Criminal Minds, where we are going to talk all about some classical composers that you all know and love. But what you might not know is that all of these people had a criminal record and were arrested at one point or another for various things, some which are not so bad and some which are kind of terrible. Dun, dun, dun. Let me tell you, I have absolutely no idea who we're talking about today, and I'm excited. You are excited? Yes. Okay, all right. The suspense is killing well, me. Elspeth and I actually split this, so she has some and I have some, and we haven't really looked at the other person's composers. So Right, so hopefully we can just piggyback off mm. of each other and make this interesting and exciting for everybody that's listening. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Naomi, do you want to start or you want me to start? I think you should start with someone well-known. <sighs> okay. So the first composer we're going to talk about is Johann Sebastian Bach. What? So super briefly, you know, Bach, really famous. What's like the most famous thing that you think that Bach's ever written? The Art of Fugue. Yeah. Uh, the Goldberg Variations. Yeah. He also just um, did like a shit ton of church music. In yes. a shit ton of church music. Um, he was born in 1685, died in 1750, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, but Bach actually was arrested in 1717 for requesting a termination of a contract. Oh. So what happened... <laughs> look, I'm sorry. Some of these are going to be way, way better. But let yeah. me explain what happened. Yeah, we have to, we okay? have to build. All right. So Bach asked this um, nobleman, the Duke of uh, Weimar, to release him from an employment so that he could pursue other job opportunities. And you have to understand, at this point in time, basically anything that was a criminal offense was whatever like the nobility decided. And because Bach had like the balls to ask this dude to release him from his contract, the Duke was like, fuck you, and then threw him in prison. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Which is actually something that's not really considered illegal in any situation, but because the Duke decided it was, that's what happened. Huh. Um, so Bach was thrown in jail, I think only for a brief period a of really time. brief period of time. Just really to prove a point. Know. Thirty days. Thirty well, that's not that brief period of time. Yeah, Thirty wow. days. So he <laughs> was in jail for a month. Apparently that is a sentence thirty times longer than Johnny Cash ever served. <laughs> Apparently. Just, and also to put it in even more perspective you know 
Carlo Gesualdo murdered two people, and he didn't go to prison at all. So yeah, but he, yeah. <laughs> he was on the other side of that scenario. That's true. So I guess the moral of the story is if you're going to commit a felony in the 18th century or before that, you need to be at least a duke, preferably a prince. Actually, mm-hmm. I think the moral is, like, you really shouldn't do anything to offend the nobility because either A, they'll throw you in prison even though you're not committing a crime, or B, they'll murder or, you. Or they'll kill you. Right. Yeah. That's solid. I think it's a solid plan. So I guess we're starting out. A little tame. A little tame. Um, mm-hmm. Naomi, who was the next person that you wanted to talk about? All right. Well, I'm going to jump ahead pretty far in history mm-hmm. to one Igor Stravinsky. Ooh. So I think the thing that everybody knows about Stravinsky is... I mean, he's a Russian composer, mm-hmm. very, very popular 20th century composer. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows about the Rite of Spring and how on like opening night there was a big riot at the world premiere because the audience was so <laughs> taken aback with how so offended, you know, intense and not traditional this thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, a year after that, Stravinsky was here in the U.S. for a variety of performance-related things. And he actually got arrested because um, he premiered an arrangement of his own of the Star Spangled Banner that was so offensive that the police had to, like, make sure that he didn't premiere it again or, like, play it again. And apparently it was a particular combination of major minor seventh chords that really offended everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in, the, in his edition of the Star Spangled so Banner. So what was he actually arrested for? I'm not sure exactly if he actually spent time in prison, but basically the police had to come and, like, prevent him from playing it again or having it played um, again. Do you have a recording of it? I do, so we can oh, listen to sweet. that. Yes, How did it get recorded very... if it was so, like, just the first time was it recorded? The first time was not recorded, but, like, since then, of course, people have recorded this mm-hmm. thing. There is actually a mugshot of Stravinsky when he was detained can we put it, for this. Can we put it so, on the blog? We'll put yes. it on the blog. And now we can all listen to the the version of the Star Spangled Banner that essentially got Stravinsky arrested. And what year was this? Sorry, you might have said that. Well, the riot was for Rite of Spring was 1944, so this is like within a year of that. Okay, cool. Let's take a listen.
So the next composer we're going to talk about is Franz Schubert, best known Schubert. for the song cycles. Schubert. I love Schubert. The um, song cycles, Die Schöne Müllerin and Winterreise. And actually, before I even talk about what he got arrested for, why don't we listen to something from Winterreise, which is okay. oh, my favorite of the two. I love Winterreise. Okay. Oh, it's, it's so depressing. Do you have... I mean, they both are, but that one's so much more depressing. I'm trying to think of any of the individual songs, if you will. Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't. Do you, Naomi? I don't have a favorite from Winterreise, but I do have favorite Schubert songs. So, All right, so let's listen to something from Winterreise. Uh Schubert's most emo song cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the fifth song called Der Lindenbaum, The Linden Tree. So let's take a listen to that right now. How could a person who wrote such beautiful music... Right, that's what... I just think of him as having such lovely music, so he couldn't hurt a fly. Okay, so what happened was, in 1820, Schubert was hanging out with this young Austrian poet named Johann Sen, um, and he and Schubert were both suspected by the government of organizing um, sort of like an illegal student gathering in protest to the Austrian government in general. Mm. And at that time, there's a lot going on, and so there was a recent crackdown on free speech in particular. 
So um, the police showed up at this illegal student gathering and uh, they arrested Schubert's friend, the poet Johann Sen. And after that happened, Schubert apparently used, quote unquote, insulting language towards the police. (laughs) Um, And so the police immediately arrested him as well and threw him in jail. I will say that Schubert got released almost immediately, but Sen they sort of uh, saw as the ringleader, and so he ended up in jail for a year. Yes, more than a year, I think. More than a year? Yeah, 14 months or something like that. Oh, shit. So for political protests is why Schubert went to prison for a little bit. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch uh, the... I don't think we've talked about this. Did you watch the Einstein show that's on National Geographic? No. Oh, Sexy Einstein. What's it called? What? Sexy no, it's. I, think I it's feel just... like all are all the trailers like young Einstein having sex with a bunch of different. Women? Oh yes, yes, oh, that yes. is Sexy true. Sexy Einstein. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just called. Oh, I think it's called Genius. Sexy Einstein. <laughs> Something like that. No, but, but actually, is, is it good? It's pretty good. I've, I think I've seen like four or five episodes, uh, and it's pretty good. Surprisingly, it was on every week uh, when I was in Asia, and so. <laughs> That's amazing. I never knew of it, you know, yeah. showing, um, premiering here, but. Oh, I think what I was getting at, though, is that they show scenes from like the start of, you know, the gaining of power of the Third Reich, and. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, how Einstein was this prominent internationally recognized figure, but he was also a Jew, so it was like this fine line. And mm-hmm. it's not the same scenario with Schubert, but he was in a, a situation where his free speech was being limited, as was the case with Einstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but then got a little bit better treatment because of his celebrity. But I think Einstein was getting to a point where he realized that his celebrity wasn't going to help him anymore. Right. Oh. So. Then he got out, right? Yes. Although I didn't I didn't watch that far in the am show. I, am I so. ruining the show for you? No. <laughs> no, I do, I do know that he he came to America yeah. and mm-hmm. did a little thing called the Manhattan Project. Oh that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, I I digress. <laughs> I digress. Oh god. All right, who's next? All right. Well, um, let me let me see here. I'm ready for one that like actually did something menacing. Okay. Well, I have a couple. We're saving a particular composer for last. Mm-hmm. But I have a couple of composers who they did like ridiculous things and they should have got arrested, but did not. So, did we want to? I think that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, first of all. Do we all know Jean Sibelius? Yes. I do. Yes. Okay. So Sibelius. Um, Can you give who, us some extra background? Because I know I know quite little. Right. So he's a, a Finnish composer mm-hmm. and Romantic era and did a lot of symphonic work. He's really well known for his Symphony Finlandia, which is very, very popular. He's kind of connected because of that with like, the nationalist movement in the Romantic era at this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he wrote any operas that are like well loved today. Right. But he is really well known in you know orchestral music, mm-hmm. and so 
he actually was extremely notorious for being like a crazy drunkard in his mm-hmm. hometown. Nice. And his wife, uh, I know, was known for like basically going around to all of the pubs in Helsinki and finding him and then like dragging him home again, especially when he had like deadlines that he had to meet for composing. And oh, so, and apparently he actually like formed a club all around, like just people who really liked drinking to excess. <laughs> and <laughs> so he would do this. Sounds and, like tailgating. Sounds yeah. Like sports and so, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Minus the sport. He actually, um, so his wife was basically like the only reason he ever did not get arrested because she would like go around and find him at the end of the evening, etc. But it was apparently particularly bad when his composer buddy Ferruccio Busoni was in town because apparently when the two of them got together, it was just like all hell broke loose with them drinking together. Mm -hmm. And they were both part of this like symposium that um, Sibelius started. So uh, it's something where he probably could have been arrested numerous times for like public drunkenness and indecency, but somehow managed to avoid it. And then kind of like relatedly, another composer who had a similar problem, uh, different time period though, and different country, was Henry Purcell. Purcell, I love Purcell. A lot of people love Purcell. In 1680s London, a lot of people didn't like him because he caused so many problems with his drinking and <laughs> a lot of disorderly conduct. And weren't there, apparent- weren't there a lot of weren't there a lot of drinking problems in London at that point in time? Like, didn't they have like a gin epidemic at some point? What? Maybe, I think they did. But- I wish I had more information on this off the top of my head. But, like, many people in London were addicted to gin. And it was a huge problem. Like, it ruined people's lives. Well, it actually did ruin Purcell's life because (laughs) apparently his wife, instead of, like, going around trying to help him whenever he would do this, one day she just got so fed up with it that she locked him out of the house when he came home drunk. Oh, no. And then he ended up getting pneumonia, and that's oh, what no. led to his death. Amazing. So with that, two composers who maybe a little bit of arresting would have helped the, helped them beat the habit. I don't know. Scared them? I don't know. I don't know. Scared them straight. But I feel like we should listen to something. By Purcell? Do you want Purcell or Sibelius? Sibelius. All right, what would you like to listen to by Sibelius? The Violin Concerto. It's one of your favorites, isn't it? That's my favorite. All right, here's the Violin Concerto by Sibelius.
All right, and moving right along. So these are all like little sort of vignette stories, which is why we're clumping them all together into one episode. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, the man that is basically uh, who Kyle is, is reincarnated after. Um, <laughs> Pietro Mascagni on the blog. Physically. Uh, on the blog, we'll put up another picture of the two of you side by side, and you guys can make your own decisions. But Kyle is totally Mascagni. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, he's, a hand, he's a handsome guy. Okay. Let's keep that <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Mascagni, I think, is best known for his opera Cavaliere Rusticana, which gets paired a lot with Pagliacci in opera houses, done to this day. Um, one of the most famous things from it is the symphonic intermezzo. Uh, so before we talk about what happened to Mascagni, why don't we listen to a little bit of the intermezzo? Famous um, for some people because it is the closing music for part three of The Godfather. No, no way. Yeah. No way. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. It, it was on public radio the other day, the intermezzo, and I was uh-huh. like, man, I recognize this from an opera but I, I couldn't place it right away. You and recognized then, it because you wrote it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but then I also was thinking in that moment, I was like, oh, but maybe it's, it's from a movie. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, and then, of course, after it finished, the person on the radio was like, and that was from Cavalieri Rusticana. And I, mm-hmm. But now it makes sense why I was thinking movie. Yeah, oh, it's it was so heart-wrenching, that scene. Oh, yeah, well, let's take a let's listen. listen to it.
So Mascagni was actually arrested for embezzlement. What? Ooh, so nice. he came he came to the United States to do um a tour and he was then arrested in 1903 after he refused to give his manager, this man named Richard Hurd, $5,000 that he claimed he was owed. So mm. Richard Hurd accused him of embezzling money from him. Um, he was, Mascani was arrested and it became this huge thing where like the Italian government got involved and the U.S. government got involved and it was this crazy complicated thing. There are all these news reports about it in the Times and in San Francisco back then. Um, but it turns out um, that Mascani was acquitted on all of those charges. Oh, His nice. manager, Richard Hurd, had told Mascani that written contracts were not used in the United States. And so this guy basically tried to use the U.S. criminal justice system to extort money from Muscani. So then what yeah. happened to Hurd? Oh, he went to jail. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this huge, super complicated thing where, like, these two governments were trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And Muscani couldn't sure. leave the country. And, you know, he was a national treasurer back then and all of this nonsense. And, Dang it. Ooh. So yet again... Somebody who didn't really do anything bad, but still. Oh, I know. If they did something really terrible, though, they get their own episode, like Jez Waldo. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know who um, is kind of recent that got into some trouble uh, with finances? Actually, I think this happens to many opera singers uh, because, I like, think the, I, I think I know. Well, the tax situation gets so weird with performing uh, in different countries, and then they have to know what you're talking about. go here and there. Um, shoot, now it's the tenor, and it's not it's not Ben Hepner. It's one that starts with a V. John Vickers. Ah. Oh, John Vickers. Oh. oh. I didn't realize that happened. I don't think it was super serious, but he ended up going to live in Bermuda for a period of time. What? Um, like That's having crazy. having to do with like finances and things weren't quite straight with his taxes. Or maybe he was living in Bermuda and he had to come home because of that. Something because like that. that. Clearly, wow. I'm not a wealth of knowledge, but yeah, at something like Miscania, it's something that singers and musicians run into that are performing internationally i can't imagine like the incredible headache it is to do a singer's taxes oh these yeah days. like oh right oh man yeah. i feel like there must be accountants that specialize in that kind of thing oh definitely be. well even when you just work like i'm sure each of you have experienced this when you do work in different states in the same year or yeah different mm -hmm. countries yeah it just becomes like Particularly with the states, you have to file in each different state. Right. Yeah, it's so. Annoying. I mean, now with something like TurboTax, it is easier. But if you're doing all the paperwork yourself, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel for Miscani, and it's not just because he's so devilishly handsome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before I annoy you too much, <laughs> shall we continue? Uh Okay, yeah. so I once again have two examples of composers that probably should have been arrested, but somehow managed to avoid it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so this next one is Thomas Weekles. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I, Renaissance I composer, if you know of Thomas Tallis. Yes. Like similar-ish era. Okay. Uh, Do we 
sorry, do we have a recording of anything that he wrote? Yes. Um, I already picked one I prepared okay. that we we're going to listen to Sing Me at Pleasure. And it's a magical to give mm. you a sense of the kind of music he wrote. Okay. Um, but we'll save that and first we'll tell you the story so you can think about it as you okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> so apparently, so he worked in the church because as most composers did at that time, mm-hmm. he worked in a cathedral. This is in 1616. He actually lost his job in the cathedral where he was working. So this is like early Baroque, actually, like end of Renaissance, early Baroque. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he lost his posting, he had already gotten in serious trouble a little while before that because he decided it would be really funny to urinate on <laughs> the dean from the organ loft during oh. even song. <laughs> <laughs> Was he drunk or was he just like, this is going to be hilarious? Oh, my god! I don't know if he was drunk or, like, what came over him. I He must have been because, a, oh, yes, he was definitely drunk. He uh-huh. had, like, a habit of being drunk and would come to work drunk. Okay. okay. Oh, my and... gosh. He peed off of the organ loft during the even song? Yes. Oh yes. On to the dean conducting the service. Amazing. Oh, my, can you imagine <laughs> How being did he there? Not... Yeah. How did he not get arrested for that? I don't know, but apparently he had this habit of being excessively drunk, which is probably what led to this little stunt of urinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also, because of his drunkenness, would also like swear loudly in the middle of services. My kind of guy. <laughs> Dang. So this is actually what led to him being dismissed, because I guess there was one point where they were just like, enough is enough. We're done with you. So he lost his job, um, but then he actually got reinstated to the same cathedral in 1623. <laughs> so Was it just nobody else? I don't know what the situation was, but apparently he never actually like rehabilitated himself from his habits of drinking or his, you know, love of swearing publicly during church. And but I guess he was just such a great composer and musician that they Figured out a way to deal with it. Oh, that is hey. nonsense. If, if the music is good, the music is good. Hey, guys, right? let's hear this music. Let's okay, hear this, music. this is Sing Me at Pleasure. Sweet love shall keep on dry, just with his 
Okay, I, I've saved now the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever come across. Yes. Okay. This is a composer that I did not really know much about or haven't listened to much. Um, he's known as Lord Burners or hmm. Gerald Tyrit. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, he's a British composer and he was apparently very well known, um, especially in like the early 1900s. So what are his dates? 1883 to 1950. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So he had this habit, which today we're guessing would get him in huge trouble with animal rights. Oh, God. I don't like this. Oh, this is, no. it's just It's just so strange. He, I don't like this. He liked catching pigeons. <laughs> okay. I'm, like, I'm, so, I'm so excited for this, and Elspeth is just in, like, utter She's dread. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So he, he really liked catching pigeons, painting them different colors, mm-hmm. then making little masks for them to wear and releasing them. Like, to what end? I don't know. Just because? To have a he, pigeon masquerade. <laughs> he was so strange. There's so much more about his life and like his habits that are so incredibly eccentric. He had, like, a very strange fascination with things falling from, like, tall buildings. I think he, like, one, at one point, like, threw animals out of, like, tall buildings in order to see what would happen. And it was, like, oh, he, he was so strange. And he did lots of other strange things. But that like is, this. like, the weirdest Did he get arrested for the pigeon find. thing? He did not get arrested. And apparently people, like, knew that he did this. Which I is... guess, I, I don't know if I would, like, assume that somebody I mean, would need would to get, get arrested, like, arrested for that. For, yeah. Maybe, like, cruelty. committed, but not well, arrested. Like that wasn't a thing back then. That's true. I guess not, but. Huh. I was about to say this guy sounds so weird he should have his own episode, but I've changed my mind. <laughs> no. It would I don't be like, like an. Be like and an I don't want to cruelty. talk about him anymore. Yeah. Animal cruelty episode, which we oh, don't want to do. That would be do. too depressing. Yeah. All right. Are have, those our, our criminal minds? Those, we have one that we say. Well, do we have last. music for the pigeon painter? <laughs> the pigeon painter. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Lord Berners. Lord Berners. Well, the problem Lord was he. Berners the pigeon painter. <laughs> the problem was he was probably so inbred at that point. Oh. You don't know. Maybe. All the nobility and That's stuff. That's true. He mm-hmm. was nobility. So. so he did get away with everything. But do we have music? The one that I found by him that seemed to be slightly popular is called The Triumph of Neptune Suite for orchestra. Mm. All right. So here we go.
We need That's to, all I got. <laughs> we need to go back through and listen to see if there's like a pattern between how crazy the crime was and and how the music composition was. I don't think there... <laughs> no pattern? Would be. The triumph of Neptune is really not that good. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Shit, son. Shitty guy, shitty composition. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I don't really know what his reputation is in the history of British music. I've never, hmm. I've never heard, never heard of him heard really, him. but apparently he was kind of big at that time. He's a sucky bastard. <laughs> okay, so All who right. is last up? Last up. Okay, first I'm gonna I'm gonna redo a quote. Oh, this boy. is from um, a Viennese constable, Mister Commissioner. He says, "We have arrested somebody who will give us no peace. He keeps on yelling." That he is blank, blank, <laughs> but he's a ragamuffin, has no hat, <laughs> an old coat, nothing by which he can be identified. And so after checking around with a bunch of people, the commissioner was able to verify that the dirty middle-aged man who had been picked up for wandering around Vienna, looking in people's windows, was in fact who he said he was. Who do you think that dirty man who kept looking in people's windows was i'll let you guess i think mozart do you want to guess again wait when did you say the time period she did not i did not i'm just thinking of like a hooligan i after the poop episode i'm convinced that right any ragamuffin is going to be mozart okay not him hide so let's say like late 18th early 19th century no a ragamuffin beethoven Yes. yes. Oh, ragamuffin. <laughs> it was Beethoven. He was arrested for prowling and vagrancy. Dang. Because apparently when he got older, he got really weird. <laughs> you need to have some standards, Beethoven. I don't know. A lot of stuff was happening in Beethoven's life. Right. I he mean, was he... going deaf. Yeah. He had the whole thing with his nephew and right, which was really messy. And his yeah. immortal beloved. And the immortal beloved. The immortal beloved. Dang, it yeah. all comes full circle. It all full circle. So yes. apparently, the city's like musical director, Herr Herzog, mm-hmm. had to bail him out and had ah. to like come to the jail to be, be like, like yes, yes, that this, is Beethoven. This is Beethoven. <laughs> so just think, this was at the point where Beethoven was at like the height of full-on Beethoven-ness. Like people knew who he was and stuff like that. So imagine a super famous... Beyonce? It'd be like when Britney Spears Uh, went crazy and attacked that car with the umbrella and shaved her head. It's like that kind of thing. (laughs) Nice. Did the word get around? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if they kept it kind of quiet. I feel like from what I remember, and this is... A long time ago reading like biographies about Beethoven and that type of thing I feel like people in Vienna knew that he was kind of crazy mm. he, like he had a reputation for having a really bad temper mm. um, he was apparently very rude to people on the street and that type of thing but the people of Vienna were just so strongly committed to like fostering his musical genius and making mm-hmm. it possible for him to compose that they like banded together the nobility banded together to make sure he had like an annual salary and that he was taken care of and that sort of thing because they wanted him to still have the ability to compose even though he was like socially very very awkward and inappropriate at times dang well at least they took care of him but too bad that he Mm -hmm. was kind of weird 
Yeah, Actually, so... it's good. That, it's good that he was weird, right? Because that's a part of his package, and he composed great music. He was an artist. That's true. So that's the the last one we got of people that got arrested, I guess, for kind of some dumb stuff. Um, <laughs> so why don't we end with a Beethoven clip? And obviously, yes. I'm going to pick something from the fifth. But obviously, obviously. Um, so until next time, I'm Elspeth. I'm Naomi. And I'm Kyle. Thank you for listening to Opera After Dark. Bye. be good like you if it was in the movie of beethoven's life and you like walk into the jail and it's like boom, 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 boom. i <laughs> like, am beethoven oh. yeah. bum, 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 bum. but i am beethoven ich bin beethoven <laughs> <laughs> ich bin beethoven <laughs> yeah